Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast, brought to you by Advisorpedia. In this series, we interview innovators from across the financial services industry to help you understand who they are, what they do, and why that matters to you and your clients. And now, please join your host, Doug Heikinen. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. The next generation of clients are overloaded with information daily as they scroll through their social media pages and various content streams. It's endless and it's addicting. While these users may think they're becoming experts in various fields such as finance and investing, they are inadvertently exposed to a volume of misleading information. To help dispel this misinformation and promote financial literacy, especially for Gen Z, we have with us Grace Salvino, a wealth manager at a multi-generational independent wealth firm, Performance Wealth. Welcome to the podcast, Grace. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's nice to have you. Could you provide an overview of Performance Wealth, including its mission values and share how your role within the firm is dedicated to assisting NextGen? Performance Wealth is a registered investment advisor, RIA, that is a third-generational firm. So basically, we invest, manage, and advise clients on investments, how they should best take care of their wealth, and then pass it on to the next generations and prepare for retirement. Within the firm, I am a third generation. So that means I, my grandfather, my father, and now I are all part of a firm that we began together about three years ago. Previously, um, we had worked at William Blair, which is a investment bank in Chicago. So once we began our own business, started the RAA, what made us different, frankly, is the way we invest. We always like to say, you know, how you invest basically should include knowing what you own, why you own it, and what you're paying. There's no hidden agenda. We are CFPs in finance. We have our MBAs. We're actually doing the work. We're not outsourcing it. And um, within the firm, I work with a variety of clients, but especially with the next generation. So that is often kids and grandkids of clients that are starting their investing journey, whether that be their 401ks, their IRAs, getting to know what to do with their money when they're buying a house, things along those lines. I mean, there's just a lack of financial literacy, especially when you're you become an adult. It's not necessarily always taught in school. So it's important to be a resource and discuss with these clients and clients' kids how to be good stewards of wealth. And I'm sure you're sharing your approach to helping clients understand the importance of long-term investing and preventing impulsive portfolio decisions. So what strategies do you use to convey this message effectively? I think we talk a lot about compounding interest, just the growth over time is so important. The younger you start, the more time it has to grow. So if you start at 40 years old, you're not going to get to the number that you want to get to by 50 if you don't have a 20 to 30 year time horizon for retirement. And so when a lot of people enter the workforce, obviously they don't really know what they're doing with their 401k. Maybe a portion of their paycheck is going directly into it and they don't realize that they even should have chose a fund to invest in. It's really important that we discuss for growth, especially for the next generation, the next 20 to 30 years, you need to be setting long-term investments. You're not looking for short-term gains, and especially with any tax liability outside of retirement accounts. Frankly, we just discuss 
compounding interest, the the growth of the dollar over time, especially with inflation. So it, we have a lot of visuals and things along those lines that help paint the picture. Are there some specific topics you cover when discussing the basics of finance with your clients? And you know, you have a lot of beginning investors. How do these topics tie into the overall strategy for them? I think a lot of times it's even just going over the basics of what type of accounts and where what money goes where. That means you might have your checking account or some type of savings account that you've always had your parents open for you. But then it becomes, where do I put my money when I'm making it? Where is my retirement account and where can I put other retirement money? So obviously when you get your first job, you would like to do your 401k. Right now the contribution limit is 22,500. And then you can also at the same time do IRA contributions. So that's $6,500 that you're putting away with the tax benefit over time and it's growing tax-free. So that means you're bu- you can buy and sell in those accounts and there's no tax liability to them until you are taking the money out in retirement. Um, and then it's often talking about where does the leftover money go? So you've paid your rent, you've taking care of all your expenses, anything that outside of, we say typically about six months of expenses of cash you can keep on hand, but anything else you should be investing. So that's putting it into an individual account or a joint account if you're married or something along those lines. Since you're a multi-generational advisory firm, what are some of the unique challenges you've seen with next-gen investors and what distinguishes this generation from previous ones Um, in terms of financial planning and investing? Inflation has been a big factor, especially over the last few years, especially cost of living. So you have to save younger and you have to save more, to be honest with you, to hit the retirement that you want to hit. You do not want to give up these years of growth. And I think it's really difficult for young investors because there's so many options everywhere and they're hearing about getting rich quick. That That's a lot of what you see on social media. See, oh, this is how I did it. And this is how I retired by 30. And a lot of times they're just not meant for everybody. That's not something that's going to prepare you for retirement, not prepare you for long-term investment. So that might be, oh, I saw GameStop and I really would love to get into that or crypto or NFTs or anything along those lines that doesn't really have true value. So I think kind of talking through the more sexy investments that are a little more showy and explaining why they're not long-term investments is very important. So FINRA and the CFA Institute shared recently that 78% of Gen Z investors rely on social media for financial information, which is just mind-blowing. So how do you help clients navigate the overwhelming amount of financial information on social media? What do you tell them about that? I think what's really hard about social media today is that anyone can have a voice and that's what's kind of scary about it. When you were younger, social media didn't exist. You had to have a platform. You had to have some type of credential for you to be speaking to the public. So now that anyone can say anything and it can be consumed, it's really hard to weed through who's saying what and if they actually know what they're talking about. I think that's the biggest change with social media is the fact that anyone and everyone has an opinion and being able to see through the noise, really look at the fundamentals of a business, understand why you're invested in what you're invested in is really important. Instant gratification, which is a big thing amongst this generation set. 
how do you guide your clients through volatile and sometimes unpredictable markets? We always say you have to have a time horizon of at least five to seven, if not 10 years on your investments, because let's say you owned a house, someone's in front of your house, you know how much you paid for your house, you paid a million dollars, someone's yelling at your house, it's only worth 400 grand, it's only worth 400 grand. doesn't really matter what they think, because you know what you paid for it, you know what it's worth, and you know what eventually you can sell it for. So I, I think when you have very volatile times, you have to remember the true value and what you own. And that's why it's important to own high quality investments. Being part of this generation, how do your personal experiences enhance your ability to connect with these clients? Do you have any examples? Well, I am uh, getting married and I think that's a big part of marriage is sharing finances and your assets and things along those lines. And I will very often advise people when they're getting married and how they're starting out their investment accounts. So I think it's it's funny going through it, but it's also, I, I can only follow my own advice. I've seen friends who have not invested in their 401ks until they're 30 years old or haven't remembered to set up investment accounts and just keep putting off time and time again. So I, I think you see it more frequently than you realize the lack of financial literacy or putting off things to a later point. And I think the best thing you can do is just inform people what they're missing out on and how it's going to set them up for the future in the long term. With this generation set, how are you communicating with them and how do they want to be communicated with? Because there's regulations, there are market trends, there's emerging investment opportunities. What's the best way you're finding that is effective? In terms of communicating, I, I think it's having open dialogues. We don't necessarily text and frankly, our generation doesn't love to email. So I really prefer face-to-face. -face. I like Zoom calls. I really appreciate just a really nice phone call because I think things get lost in translation when you're looking through technology all the time. You kind of get a little desensitized to what is on your screen. I don't think necessarily sending articles is the best way to communicate with our generation. If TikTok could have just a financial literacy aspect to it, it would be great. But it's hard, like I said before, because I don't think people trust everything they see on social media. It's hard to communicate with clients and next gen through that. I, I feel the most success with clients understanding what they're supposed to be doing when there is phone calls, there's face-to-face -face contact. So what's your personal philosophy or mission as a financial advisor when working with this next generation? What motivates you? I, I would say it's probably to see everyone reach their financial goals younger. I, we do work with a lot of clients who, you know, when they are ready for retirement, they're, they're wondering if they can retire. They're wondering if they have enough money in the bank. They wonder what the market's going to do. And that I think that's really stressful. That's the most stressful part of probably wealth management is no matter how many good returns you can have, if you didn't save enough money to begin with, you can't spend a certain number. And I think a lot of people, especially with social media and things along those days, spend more than they have. And they spend to show a little bit more keeping up with the Joneses, its appearances, and they're not living well within their means. And that is really the only way to be a successful saver and investor is to live within your means and to know what to do with your money at 
the right age. So I I hope, especially with growing populations or growing wealth disparity, people learn to invest younger because you don't want to be worried about retirement in 30, 40 years and that be a stressor on your entire life because honestly, money is freedom. I think a lot of people stress themselves into bad health, into bad lifestyles. So if you are proactive with your saving, your spending, your investing, you will hit your retirement goals. But frankly, most people don't realize that. Grace, that was really interesting. Thanks so much for joining us today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. To learn more about Performance Wealth, please visit performancewealthpartners.com. Please follow us for timely updates on X, LinkedIn, and Facebook, all at Advisorpedia. For everyone at Advisorpedia, our producer, Julia Smolin, our engineer, Tori Miller, and the Power Advice podcast team, this is Doug Heikman. <laughs>